Chapter 13 Friendship Hey, come here for a second, Daryl said to Jake as they stood in the massive foyer of Max's mansion. I gotta tell you something. Jake strutted over to Daryl and took off his sunglasses, hanging them on the neck of his shirt. Daryl stood stiff, waiting for Jake to get close, before unleashing a fiery right hook to Jake's upper arm. Ow! Jake hissed as he recoiled, holding his upper arm. What the fuck you do that for? You fucking hung me out to dry in there, you know that? Daryl hissed back. Are you fucking blotched out of your mind? You fucking drove us here, bro. You think I want to die in that fucking piece of shit you call a car? Why didn't you fucking tell me? With the interview over, Daryl had dropped the niceties in his communication and reverted to his usual casual way of speaking. I'm sober as a nun, you fucking cunt, Jake said dismissively, massaging his shoulder. Why are you trying to break my arm? I fucking jerk off with this fucking arm, man. Believe me, I need all the strength I can get to lift this bad boy up. Jake gestured at his crotch, and Daryl tried not to laugh, but it was too funny, and they both started giggling. Fuck you, bro. Daryl chuckled. I did that little worm a favor. Every time the lights go out, he knows what's coming. Well, sucks for you, bro. Jake shot back, pulling out his phone. I'm gonna have to call your mom up and see if she's got some free time. Daryl folded his arms and looked deep into Jake's soul. Rewind, Daryl growled with a nod of his head. I said... Jake started pulling up the contacts of his phone. You better be kind and rewind... Daryl said, balling his hands into fists. I'm not going to be aiming for your shoulder this time. Daryl wasn't going to hurt him. Jake knew that even though time and oceans and jail cells may have gotten between them, their mothers were still off the joke table. What? Jake asked incredulously. I was just going to say I'm going to call up your mom and tell her how much of a dick her son's being to her favorite person in the world. You're going to get in trouble, brah? Yeah, fuck you, dingus. Daryl said with an eye roll. But seriously, man, you couldn't back me up in there? I heard the whole thing. You did fine, Jake said as he dismissed Daryl with a wave of his hand. What the fuck are you talking about? Daryl asked. You were passed out the whole time. No, I wasn't. And when was the fucking last time I passed out on blotch? Jake said, opening his eyes wide to show he was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Max needed to see you were legit so I just hung back and gave you time to operate. So he was comparing me to a dude sleeping in a chair and now I'm legit? Daryl said as he walked away to inspect one of the marble statues of a scantily clad Greek goddess that surrounded the foyer. That's fucking stupid, guy. Trust me, I know Max, Jake said as he started scrolling through his phone. It's the little things. He wasn't quite what I expected, Daryl said in a low voice. You've been talking this dude up for as long as I've known you. He seemed kind of lame. Ah, he's getting old now, Jake replied, looking up from his phone for a nanosecond. He used to be a lot more fun. What, he used to touch your balls or something? Daryl said as he checked how many handfuls the statue's tits were. Daryl heard the footsteps and pulled away from the concrete boobs he was fondling. He swiveled around to see Donald striding over to him, carrying what looked to be a cigar box. Gucci fucking Oxfords, Daryl mumbled to himself. Of course this motherfucker knows how to dress. He approached slowly, every muscle flexing, enhancing every movement. Everything Donald did was menacing. Well, Gucci fucking Oxfords aside, everything else about Donald was menacing. 
Daryl found himself reacting on a primal level. It was like he was back in jail, puffing up his chest and straightening up his torso to match his foe. Easy, buddy, Jake muttered. With his free hand, Donald pulled an envelope from his breast pocket and handed it to Jake. Jake didn't open it or inspect it. He just shoved it in the front of his jeans, and Daryl made a mental note to ask him later how much he was getting for this mess. In his best deal-or-no-deal pose, Donald presented the box to Daryl with both hands. Inside this box is a GPS tracker and detailed instructions on where to be and what to do tonight, Donald said with grim intensity. As Mr. Michelson said, the cargo hold is off-limits, so don't even think about looking inside. Daryl nodded and tried to take the box from Donald, but he kept a tight grip on it, creating a tug-of-war. Not one to take part in games, Daryl grew frustrated and removed his hand from the box, leaving Donald holding it. You going to give me that? Daryl said, puffing up his chest even more. Or should I just go? Donald slammed the box into Daryl's chest. It hurt him, but Daryl acted like it was nothing. Is that all you got, big man? Daryl wheezed. Because I haven't got all day. Donald, don't be a fucking dick. Jake cut in, trying to ease the tension. He's doing Max a favor. Donald finally dropped the box, and Daryl caught it as he tried to catch his breath, while not looking like he was trying to catch his breath. My number is in the box. Call me to confirm the job is done. I'll come meet you with the rest of the payment. Do not come back here. Ever, Donald said, using his hand to point the way out of the house. If you have any more questions, direct them to Jake. Jake? Daryl asked, bewildered by the lack of care anyone was putting into this. Have a nice night, Donald called over his shoulder as he walked away. What the fuck have you got me into, man? Daryl said as he rubbed his throbbing chest. Don't worry, they like to be vague, Jake said as he started walking to the door. It's their thing. They think they're spies or some shit. <laughs>